This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey guys, it's Alana, and welcome back to another episode of Seeing Other People. Together, we're navigating modern dating alongside experts and real-life daters who are sharing their stories. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Come learn, laugh, and maybe even cry along with us as we navigate the dating scene together. Oh my God, you guys, this recording is like almost a year in the making. We've been trying to make this happen for so long, so I am thrilled to have Scott Erickson on Seeing Other People. Scott, welcome to the fam. Thank you. I'm so excited. Yeah, a year. It's uh, taken us a little bit of time to make this happen, but uh, good things come to those who wait. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I first found you, you've been very open and vulnerable and relatable on TikTok about dating, relationships, your divorce, your personal life. Mm -hmm. And I just appreciate like everything that you put out there. And I feel like every time I see a video of yours, I'm like, wow, like that's just like that hits home right there. What got you started posting content on TikTok in that way? Uh, Well, previously, like you said, divorce. So previously the TikTok was a couples, our couple page. And then uh, it became- Wait, that's crazy. I did not know that. Yes. Yeah. Wow. We actually okay. started it together during COVID or a month before COVID uh, on a cruise that we got stranded on. Everyone was sent back to their rooms and we were like, all right, what's this TikTok thing? So it started off as like these dances in our um, cruise room. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. So we started off as a couple's TikTok and then after a split, um, just because we had previous brand deals uh, and contracts signed, I had to keep it up going. Uh, and then people obviously asked a ton of questions like, hey, where is your wife been, et cetera. Uh, and I just like flat out started posting, like, honestly, like, this is what happened after we did an announcement post. And I learned there's a lot of people going through the same type of situation, maybe not a divorce, but dating or long-term breakup. And I was like, I'll just post things. How was it decided that you would be the one to keep the account? She runs social media already in her work life and she didn't want both going on. And it was once again, we are still friends, amicable, uh, talk often, we'll hit on challenges that has posed. But uh, 
yeah, we just talked about it. She's like, you can have it. Um, cause she has to do that already at work and she didn't want to have to do that at work and have to do it on the side as well. That I can definitely relate to. It yeah. is definitely a lot of work. Okay. Wait, so we just got to dive in here. Okay. How long were you married for? How did you meet? What was the beginning of your relationship like? Yeah. So we met in 2015 ish on Tinder, like before Tinder was what it's become now. Uh, it was one of the few dating uh, apps that you had back then. Uh, so we met on Tinder. She was living in Houston at the time, but had family here in Raleigh. And she was back visiting because she had just got rear-ended by a school bus in Texas and had a rehab here in Raleigh. I know. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you're just like drop, <laughs> drop <laughs> like one after the other. My, this is the second time already my jaw has dropped in three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rear-ended by a school bus, which uh, brought her to Raleigh. And yeah, the school, I think the school bus driver was texting with kids on the bus, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's a whole yeah, different story. That is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Texas, they do it different. Um, so she was there. We matched, met, uh, spent that New Year's Eve. So maybe it was 2014, leading into 2015 together. Uh, then she stayed in Raleigh that summer. We dated for about a, a couple of years, then engaged uh, January of 2015. 17 and married in the fall of 2017 so october 2017 and then we were together through 2022 or just about the beginning of 2022 at what point did things start to take a turn for the worse (sighs) they're looking back and we've talked about it there's probably multiple instances where things turned or you could see patterns of it wasn't the best uh i'd probably say the back end of 2021 so from june through on the rest of that year uh was when we noticed things weren't great and we were just kind of going through the motions uh and then we realized like our happiest versions are ourselves we're not gonna be with one another uh so i would say probably that half of 2022 especially the in december of 2022 yeah was there anything that in hindsight, like you could have seen that coming earlier? I talked to a lot of people about this. We also got married really young. Um, we were the first in our friend group. I think she was like 22 and I was 25, like very young. So we didn't even know what we wanted out of life. Uh, hindsight, looking back, I don't know. It's just we were growing into two different people. And I don't know your where you lie on should people live together before marriage or not? We did not. And then you also jump into living with one another and not necessarily that that changed anything, but it just adds a different element that uh, wasn't there. Uh, I don't think hindsight, I lost my father in the beginning, like the month before we got married. And I know for that one year, she says it's like I blacked out that year, not from alcohol, but I just was not here. Uh, Yeah very much just kind of checked out, uh, emotionally unavailable, just kind of doing my own thing. So I think that already started us off on a rough path. Um, but other than that, I wouldn't say we saw patterns or anything. That's I'm so sorry that happened. That is a lot to experience at once, losing your dad, getting married, moving in, Mm -hmm. like you're, 
there's so many conflicting emotions. It's so hard to process and to go through all of that and kind of give space to each thing where usually those things all happen or not usually, but like ideally those things all happen very isolated and you have time to focus on each one and and give your attention and and emotions and just mental space to each thing. So I, I imagine it's no surprise to me why you like quote unquote blacked out that entire year. Like, yeah, that's so difficult to go through. I'm really sorry. Thank you. And I wasn't a big believer in therapy either at that point. So I really had no healthy outlet other than just doing, trying to go through a normal life. Uh, so uh, my outlet probably wasn't the best either. Um, live and learn. Yeah. Live and learn, you know? Yeah. So you mentioned that you guys are still friends. We are. How, how, <laughs> tell me more. Everyone is like, how does this work? I've never been able to be friends with an ex. Um, <laughs> I think it works for some people, not for others, but I would love to hear how this happens. I've actually stayed either friends or kind of close with a lot of my exes, uh, exes, if you want to call them that, but yeah, I'm pretty cordial with all of them, which I probably says a good thing about me. I hope, uh, I, I don't know. We, our divorce and our split wasn't bad. It's not like we hated each other. It wasn't, no one did anything. It was just, we kind of felt out of love. Um, and we, it's like we were, we, instead of growing together, we were just growing apart or growing on our own separate paths. Uh, we did have to go a couple months of no contact uh, to fully get over one another. Also, there was a wedding thrown in during this divorce process where both literally my best friend and her best friend were getting married. So we were in the wedding. Oh, no. Um, no. Yeah. And did, the- did everybody else know that you guys were in the process of getting divorced? Oh, yeah. Everyone. Okay. It, you know what? At least people knew and you guys weren't pretending to still be in love and happy and all yeah. that. But oof. it was, yeah, everyone knew. Um, but we just agreed, like, we have a lot of good friends we run in the same circle still uh i see her at tailgates i see her at like big like events christmas parties coming up i know she'll be at um she's gonna watch my dog coming up (laughs) on a trip so i don't know how it was decided but we just spent the last seven years of our lives together and because it didn't end bad it's hard to just say hey we're no longer in one another's lives yeah no i have a lot of respect for that i think you said something very important there, which is you went no contact for a few months. Mm -hmm. I think that is huge. First of all, everyone needs to do that after any breakup in order to move on. But knowing that it does make a little more sense why you were able to form a friendship and stay in each other's lives. Yeah. This was really, I never had a, so I said exes, but, and I had a relationship in high school, which may or may not count. Like that's high school. Everyone thinks that you, you fall in love in high school. And then I had like, that was my only true other relationship. Um, like things here and there, but so this was the first like true breakup I've ever had. And I didn't know what to do. Like I was, ter- I was l- listening to some of your episodes, other people's like advice. And really it was the no contact thing that kind of kicked it over the edge. That's when you know, you're okay. Like you can go months without wondering what they're doing or wanting to reach out to them. I think the craziest feeling in the world is that first time when you realize, wow, I just went an hour without thinking about them, or I just went an entire work day 
without thinking about them or going to try and check their Instagram story Mm -hmm. or have any care in the world about what they're doing. Because for so long, that's what you're working towards. And then one day, you don't believe it's going to happen, but it does happen. And I feel like it's this huge sign to yourself, like, hey, I'm going to be okay. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? It is so normal, but it's not talked about, and it makes all of us going through it feel really alone and frustrated. And I'm one of those women, and I have been so self-conscious about my hair thinning and shedding for so long. That is why I'm eternally grateful that I found Nutrafol last year, and honestly, I wish I had tried it sooner. When my team asked me recently if I wanted to team up with Nutrafol, I have never said yes to something faster. Nutrafol has become a part of my routine that I can't live without because of how much it's helped me and I truly could not recommend it more highly. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And it is so easy to start your hair journey. You can take the hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root cause. Because everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth doesn't cut it. That's why Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow throughout different stages, as well as for different lifestyles like plant-based diets. And I know, I know, it can be hard to commit long-term to doing something every single day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription required, free shipping, and automatic delivery ensures that you'll never miss a day. And you'll see results in three to six months. If I can do it, so can you. It's kind of funny that I'm recording this right now as I'm literally about to go get a haircut because my hair is probably the longest it's ever been right now and my hair never used to grow. But now it does and it's really all thanks to Nutrafol. Plus, I am so grateful to be going into my wedding feeling confident about my hair and that is definitely not something I expected to be able to say before starting Nutrafol. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners a $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. I'm not just a girl on the go these days. I am a chicken running around with its head cut off. Two podcasts, wedding planning, wedding attending, dog momming, traveling, and trying to eat well, move my body, and stay sane all at once is not a recipe for success. That's why I've turned to my recipe masters, aka Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat meals that taste delicious, make me feel good, and take a major thing off of my to-do list. Factor's meals are pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved and there are more than 35 options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, and more. Guys, I seriously can't say enough good things about Factor's meals. They take two minutes to heat up, which means I can pop them in the microwave between recordings, or I can grab a ready-made smoothie from the fridge on my way to a workout class, or I can even have dinner ready for me and Jake after a really long day of work without lifting a finger. It has changed so much and has really made me feel like there's one last thing I need to worry about. And I feel good after eating the meals. Like they're so delicious and nutritious. You can order as much or as little as
pause you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. And you can pause or reschedule whenever you need, which has been really helpful for me with on and off traveling that I've had over the last few months and over the next few months. And you guys know I love when things make sense financially and factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So you save money and you don't have to go anywhere to pick them up. Factors roasted garlic butter salmon and their tomato basil chicken risotto are two of my favorites that I keep ordering on repeat. But honestly, every single one of their meals has lived up to the hype. And of course, we are hooking you guys up. Head to factormeals.com slash seeing other people 50 and use code seeing other people 50 to get 50% off. That's code seeing other people 50 at factormeals.com slash seeing other people 50 to get 50% off. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great feeling. Uh, But yeah, you're right. The no contact thing was huge. Uh, And that, and that, and then once you started dating again, like that, that obviously helped as well. Definitely. I want to talk about dating. Okay. Before we do that, I want to play a little icebreaker so everyone listening can get to know you a little more. <laughs> okay. This is my favorite game. It is called Where Do You Draw the Line? Highly recommend it for anyone to play with a partner on a first date, a third date with your friends. Great for Thanksgiving too. Okay. Um, my, my fiance and I have played it recently and some of my friends and I have played it and it's fun. So how it works, there are two levels. There's dip your toes and take the plunge. I feel like you can handle it. So I pulled a bunch of take the plunge cards and we're going to go through them. And each card has a scenario on it. And the options for you to say are deal breaker, red flag, indifferent, or that's me. Okay. Deal breaker, red flag, indifferent, or that's me. And I can help you out. Okay. Okay. All right. The first one, they travel weekly for work. Different deal breaker, indifferent, red flag. And that's me would be like, I do that. Yeah. Honestly, for me, that's a deal breaker. And mainly, because, yeah, I do have to give reasons why or just one and done words. I'd, I'd love to hear reasons. So growing up, my dad did that. He left on Sundays, came back on Fridays. And then visual, like, as a kid growing up, like he was never around. I saw the impact it had on my mom and us as like, kids. So growing up, I just had this negative connotation. If I traveled for work or if my partner did, it would not end well. And it's something I had never grown out of. Like quality time is one of my biggest love languages. Um, so that that actually would, I don't think I would work out well with someone who traveled all, every week. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. No consultants for Scott. Scott will not be dating any consultants <laughs> anytime not. soon. Not. Sorry, consultants. <laughs> They're out. All right. Their longest relationship was three months. I'm in... I'm indifferent. Yeah. As long as they've had a long relationship, I think. You think, you think as long as they've had a relationship? Yeah. I think three months is kind of long though. Like I, as I, yeah, I think three months is kind of long. It's in the, in modern dating. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's impossible to get into a relationship. (laughs) It's a long time. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Next one. Da, 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 da. They've been divorced. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> hey. They aren't good with finances. That's probably a red flag for me. One, I'm in the finance industry. And then two, that just po- could pose potential other issues. So for me, that'd be a, a red flag. Yeah. I think for me, it would also be a red flag if they're open to learning mm-hmm. and improving, that would be great. Mm-hmm. I think it could be concerning if they have like literally no idea what's going on in their finances. Or I've heard of situations where people are in 
a fuck ton of debt and they don't tell their partner about it until they're literally married. And like, that's not okay. So I think it's okay to be not great with finances as long as you're open to learning and open about being not okay. Absolutely. I'd agree. They don't have a driver's license. (laughs) Well, y'all live in New York, so I don't feel like that's not a huge deal up there. Uh, But do they know how to drive? I think here, I would say it's a red flag. If you have a driver's license and I'm here, that's an issue. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Red flag. Yeah, red flag. I feel like most people I know in New York, like we don't drive, but I think we all have our driver's license. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd be nervous about, well, what happens when we move out of the city and what you're going to just like start learning to drive for the first time? Like in a few years, you'll be driving our kids and you're going to be a brand new driver. Like that's not great. (laughs) You and your kids can get the license at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) That'd be a weird driver's ed class. All right. We got uh, two more. This one is a wild card and it's actually a question that says, what is your biggest deal breaker moving forward? Uh, biggest deal breaker for me would be if they, if they're not close with their family, uh, family's huge to me. And as I said, lost my dad and we'll talk about my mom's and, and I later, but fam- and family's always been important to me. So if they like purposely are not close with their family for some reason, um, that would be, that'd be a pretty big deal to me. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I love that answer. That makes a lot of sense. All right. One more. Okay. Actually, very opposite of your experience I'm learning now. They want to move in after three months of dating. I So now though, I'm fine. I would, I I don't know my options. I already forgot what my responses are besides red flag and indifferent, but I actually, no, that's still a red flag. Three months is a red flag. (laughs) As I'm saying that, (laughs) three months is way too soon. You don't know someone in three months, in my opinion. Um, Agreed. But I would be fine with moving in with someone sooner, but not three months. Yeah. Yeah. Aligned. I think three months. What? (laughs) (laughs) Why? I I just, I can't imagine that going well. And I feel like we saw so many examples of that over COVID where people moved in just because, Mm -hmm. and all of those relationships crashed and burned. And I, I like almost wish we could have a B tested and had like two, versions of reality, one where they moved in together and one where they didn't. And just to see how the relationship would play out, like, would they still be together if they didn't move in together because of COVID, you know? Do you have like a time or is it a feeling on when moving in is is good? I don't think there's a specific at the one year mark, the two year mark, the three year mark. I think when you know you see a future with them and this feels like a really good stepping stone to that, where you want to start combining your life. I think you have to both move in together because you want to move in together and you want to live together. I think the biggest wrong way to do it is because, oh, our leases are both up and it makes sense for us to save money. Mm-hmm. You got to be doing it because you want to do it and you want to take that next step in your relationship, not just because it's convenient. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Awesome. You crushed it. Nice. That's, where do you draw the line? WDYDTL.com slash buy and code Alana if you want 20% off you guys. Love it. Okay. Dating after divorce. Dating dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so you, you had that experience where you were like, wow, I went a whole day without thinking about her. And then maybe a day turned into a few days and, and realized I'm going to be okay. Yeah. 
maybe got an itch to start dating again. What was that process like? <sighs> the process. Uh, the process was interesting. I start, I did download Hinge, which then I immediately almost regretted it. One, I did not even know how to use it or what I should be putting in the prompts or how I respond. And then there's like roses and I had no idea how that worked. Uh, <laughs> this was 2022? Yeah, it was 2022. Yeah. We Hinge asked, 2022, so different than Tinder 2015. <laughs> yeah, all you did was swipe yeah. a message. What was your first date? My first date was out of state. Um, actually, no, that was my second date. First date was a friend out from high school. They checked in on me. Like, sorry, so sorry. Saw your TikTok videos. Saw you're like going through it. Uh, and we just like went and grabbed lunch. But I'm pretty sure all I talked about was my ex at the time. <laughs> I'm almost, I almost am positive. I just talked about the, my marriage and my divorce. Like the, I, a hundred percent think like that was the only topic. <laughs> it's like a rite of passage for anyone after going through a breakup or a divorce to have one date like that. Where you do that and then you're like, oh shit, that was not my best social work in my life, I could have definitely done better and let's do it differently next time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then dating. So here in Raleigh, uh, my ex and I, sure, she works for this like social media company and I was in a lot of her videos and posts and we got kind of well known in this, what we call the triangle. So Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill area. Uh, and then people saw me on TikTok. So I actually primarily started dating people out of the state like i was going mm. to new york florida missouri tennessee like i was all over the place <laughs> were, were you traveling for these dates yeah. like someone from these places and mess started messaging you and then you were like okay i'm gonna come meet you like how far were you going i think i don't new york or florida would, would have been the farthest yeah you now, got on planes got to go on planes, dates got on planes um I would make something else, other plans for that weekend, just in case like this fell apart or it was not going to be good. Uh, So like in New York city, I went there for the first time to meet someone. Uh, But I also had plans with other friends and then same thing in Florida uh, and same thing in Missouri and Tennessee. Like that's yeah. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters 
are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people, listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. <laughs> yeah, okay, wait. And when you were doing this, when you were getting on a plane or driving really far for these people, yeah. were you like, this is fun and cool and I'm meeting cool people? Or were you like, I'm really hoping to find something with this person who lives not near me <laughs> at all? I... It was more of the, like, this is kind of cool. Something I would have never experienced single or married. I would have never experienced kind of, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Yeah, are you free? Yeah, fly up. Like, I would have never obviously done that. So, and it gave me some really cool experiences. Did salt, like, went to New York City for the first time. I'd never been to New York City. Uh, yeah. Now, there was, a, there was a couple of them that I could have been like, this this could go long-term. And then even one of them, she was like, yeah, I know my person's not here. Uh, I kind of want to move back closer to North Carolina anyways. Uh, that fizzled out obviously, but uh, there was a couple, I was like, this could potentially some, some way somehow work. I don't know if it's meant to be, it'll, it'll happen, but. Uh, <laughs> I think it's awesome that you did that. I think yeah. like you said, like it, it's such a unique and different experience and it sounds really fun. It's a, I, I, I would love to see the texts that those girls were sending to their friends when you were like, yeah, I'll just book a flight. They were probably like, oh my God, this guy who's like big on TikTok, who I'm like obsessed with, is flying out to like meet me. They were probably, this probably made their world. Man, I would that's that's saying way too much. I'm not that important, but uh, there but like was, a really cool experience. So cool now, for everyone involved. There was one though. We didn't even like Facetime or anything. I, I, looking back on this, I was like, she didn't Facetime me. I didn't Facetime her. I didn't know who I was meeting truly. But that like we would uh, like have, I was like I could have got catfished easily, um, but it worked out. We just just voice memoing on Instagram and then kind of met but like it was yeah it was a fun it was a interesting time the wild west out there it's fun what were you looking for this time around in dating based on your previous relationship your marriage were you looking for certain red flags or certain characteristics that you did or didn't want in a partner I think I just noticed more. There was nothing specifically I, I like I was looking for or going to put someone in a box. Uh, something important to me is the way people treat wait staff, airline staff. Uh, it's like really good manners. Uh, I'm pretty social and very, not crazy, but very like outgoing. So someone who can also be is what I've learned works well for me. And also someone who's not as like, I don't like that he's such high energy or I need someone who's a little less like that. Um, so that that's that's a match. Not necessarily like my ex and I weren't, but she learned she needs someone who can take a step back sometimes and not be as like high in, or not high energy, but just like that person. So yeah. uh, 
I, I don't know. I don't think there was anything red flag that I was looking for, but it's it was more or less like going off vibes still uh, and making sure they're a good good person. Is there anything you learned about yourself while going on these dates? Yeah, I learned that I needed to also be able to solidarity, like be able to take myself on dates or like be good with my own time for the longest time. Like I said, seven years of not being alone. And then you are all of a sudden it's just you and your dog. It's like, what do I do now? Uh, and you'd come home and be the same old, same old, but actually being okay with that. Uh, and self growth and reading and like learning more about me and what I actually want in this next chapter. That was a huge turning point for me. Yeah. I think it it's great that you were able to pinpoint like I need to be good on my own because that is I think one of the biggest things that helps people actually get to the point where they can be in a relationship that they feel comfortable sitting at home on their own. They feel comfortable being independent. They feel comfortable in their own skin. And I also think that takes the pressure off of needing to find a partner versus like, okay, I can't be alone. Like, I don't want to be alone. I want to be with somebody else. I need someone else to like be my other half and complete me versus like, all right, I'm good in my own company. I like who I am. I'm pretty cool. If I meet the right person who can elevate my life experiences and complement those things, great. If not, like, that's okay. I'm still good on my own. And, and I know how to be just me. I also learned I had to find someone, like I said, my ex and I are friends or close or probably going to be in each other's lives for a while. And I had to, I learned that I had to find or people who are going to be okay with that. And that's yeah. no easy task. And I'm not, I'm not even mad at them. Like, I don't know how I would feel like roles reverse. Like you're that close with your ex, but I know that my situation, that's going to be what it's going to be. And some people were not happy with that because they've been burned in the past by exes and some people didn't care. And then some people were like, we'll see. So uh, I did learn like, unfortunately, or fortunately, like that is going to be part of it and finding people and letting them know like that was going to be it kind of, kind of gave me some answers too about someone, some people. How did that come up on dates? Uh, talking about pe people would want to know about previous dating history and I'd be like, Hey, I'm, I'm actually, I'm a divorced, but a lot of them figured that out anyways. Uh, I'd be like, I'm divorced. Uh, but and a lot of women would ask why, which sometimes I was kind of thrown off by that. And sometimes I didn't care, care, care sharing. It's like, why are you not with the person you were last with either? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then sometimes they would even be like, did someone cheat on someone? And I'm like, no, like, I don't know why that's everyone's first thing to ask. Uh, but they would ask why it ended. And I would say, Hey, we just kind of grew apart. Uh, we learned our happiest versions of ourselves. We're not going to be with one another, but we're it was an amicable and we're actually still friends uh, to an extent. And they've like either what you're still friends or how can you talk? Or when was the last time you saw her? Um, yeah. That's really tough. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree that it is a good filter of like, like this isn't something you're going to change about yourself, about your situation. And you need to find somebody who's going to be okay with that. You're not just going to say, okay, well, you don't want me talking to this person who was a huge part of my life, who I'm just platonic friends with now. Like, okay, sure. I'll say bye to them after all this. Like, no, you, you need someone who can trust you Yeah, and be okay with that. And like I said, I don't know how I'd feel personally about it. Roles reversed. 
Uh, but it's just is what it is given my situation. So yeah, yeah, I definitely would struggle with it. Mm-hmm. I have been cheated on mm-hmm. in the past. Yeah. And because of that, I think I would really struggle with somebody who was in constant or just close communication with their ex. I think it would be more of a, it's, it's more of a me thing. It wouldn't be that like, I don't trust you. It's more like, I, I don't know that I could get myself to feel okay about yeah. it. Yeah. That's, but I mean, it's just completely not, a, not everyone's meant to be. I know. Yeah. What were the parts about dating that you weren't like either weren't expecting or ended up hating? I hated having the same conversation over and over. I hated small talk within the apps. Like I just wanted to go ahead and get on a date so I could figure it out. Uh, and the way people text are completely different how they are in person. And that sucks. Uh, like the energy doesn't match the energy over here. Uh, and I started doing this thing, call it what it is. And she, my ex gave me this idea because she was doing it. I was like, that's brilliant. So I, love that. <laughs> uh, I would ask someone out for drinks at like, let's say six o'clock. And I'd be like, hey, I, can, I don't have a lot of time. I can do drinks at like six. I have dinner. Uh, with my friend at like 7.30. So I can do a couple of drinks before then and then go over there. And if the date's going really well, I'd be like, oh man, my, my boy just canceled on me. Like, I do you want to do dinner now? But if it wasn't going well, I had my And you had an out. Yeah. I don't know how people feel about that. And now saying it out loud, I'm like, dang it. I'm giving away my secret. But I was I started doing that as well. <laughs> Did you ever admit to any of them later? Like, oh, I didn't actually have dinner plans? No. 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 Wow. <laughs> wow. Now. So I I think that is a good strategy because nobody wants to feel stuck in a date that they don't want to be on. That's a horrible feeling. And I think for yourself, it is a good test of like, am I having a good time? Do I feel really excited and want to get to know this person more? I think that's honestly a great approach. Well, plus I had got there a date previously that I didn't use this approach, but I just was stuck on it. And I truly, and I still don't know how I would get out of a date if it wasn't going well. Maybe you have advice on that, but I was stuck in that thing for like three hours. and And after like the first 30 minutes, I knew I did not want to be here, but I'm such a nice person. I didn't want to hurt her. I was just like, yeah, let's keep going. Like, whatever. So, No, I'm guilty of that too. I had one specific date experience where we were at this awesome place that I, like to this day, I love. Yeah. We were seated like all the way in a back corner. And I am, it, my friend's mom had set us up. It was like someone she knew, their, their son. And she was like, Lana, you have to meet this guy. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I knew within five minutes. I'm like, we have literally nothing to talk about, nothing in common. I felt so uncomfortable and I was like, I'm sure he feels the same way. Like I'm sure as soon as we finish our drinks, like we will leave. We're not going to continue this. It took so long for our server to come over and like ask us if we wanted anything else. And when they finally came over, like literally an hour later, (laughs) I said, I didn't want another drink. And he said he would have one. I was dumbfounded. I was like, this is a joke. Like I'm being punked right now. And we ended up staying for like almost three hours. Mm -hmm. And 
it was so much awkward silence. I kept like trying to think of like, okay, what can I say next? Just so that there isn't that awkward silence. Like this is horrible. I felt like I was talking the entire time because I was trying to fill the silence. And after he asked if he could see me again, like in person. And I was like, yeah, this was so great. Cause again, like I, and, and it's wrong. It was wrong of me to do that and to not just say like, no, nah, I'm not feeling it. But like, yeah. it's so hard to let someone down. So I ended up texting him the next day. And but, <laughs> oof, that was the longest three hours of my life. <laughs> so what would you tell someone now? Because like I said, I still don't know how I would get out of it. 30 minutes in, 10 minutes in, you know, hey, this is not going to go well. What would you tell someone to get out of that date? I would say something like when, once your drink is like halfway done or almost done, just say you're exhausted. You're not feeling great. You have something tomorrow morning, like a big meeting at work at 8 a.m. that you got to prep for. Like, you don't have to reject them right then and there. Of course, we all have feelings and we don't want to, like, dating's hard enough as it is. We don't need to be mean. Yeah. Um, but I think just saying, like, you're not feeling great, you got to get home and, and get to bed, like, hope they understand. I think that's the polite way to do it. Okay. Yeah. And not that hard. Like, yeah. I've definitely not felt well. And, like, so that's a friend's. Like, if you can say it to friends, you can say it to a date. Yeah. Snakes are lower. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Whew. Okay. <laughs> You're in a relationship now. Yeah. So I recently started seeing someone, uh, and that was, well, before then, before that, actually, the, the term situationship, once, I don't think it was a thing back when I was back it in was the day. Not. And I kind of saw it here and there, even being married, I would see that term pop up and then you get out into the wild and you're like, oh, everyone's doing this like everybody's in a situation shit and i was i was like i'll never be in one and i'm pretty sure i found myself in multiple um <laughs> throughout that process uh i don't know why people do it because it's basically like a relationship without the title i think unless i still don't understand it but yeah that if if you were finding yourself in them why didn't you do something to get <laughs> out of it and turn it either into a relationship or not? I don't think, I really don't like hurting people's feelings and I don't know how to return, like reject someone. I would kind of just go through the motions until finally I was like, actually, I really don't see a future with you, but I would just keep, keep, keep it going or keep doing the dating types things or whatever. I don't know. I just don't know how to get out of things. I, I really have. So you were finding yourself in situationships because of your lack of ability to end it. Not because like <laughs> you weren't just like some saying like, will you be my girlfriend? They were like, Oh, like I, where are we? Like, what are we? Mm -hmm. You just didn't know how to end it, correct. but wanted to end it. Yeah. Correct. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta like we, we honestly, you know what I've never seen out there a rejection boot camp. Not for what happens after you get rejected, but so that you can learn how to reject someone. Mm -hmm. That's needed. Yeah. Yeah. We're all bad at saying no. Even it starts there. We're all bad at it. Yeah, people hate being rejected or rejecting. So it's human nature, I yeah. guess. Uh, but yes, relationship. It's fairly new. Uh, I would say a few weeks honestly. So it, it's very new actually <laughs> then by definition. Hot gossip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't really think many people know, uh, but that's another one. It's like we did the talking stage into a probably 
she, I let her, I let her know. And I let a lot of people know when I was first dating, like, Hey, I don't think I'm ready for a relationship. I want to kind of see where it goes. I, you obviously not been married. So I'm not ready to like jump, jump into something. Um, so I did that. And I think we just kind of limboed in the either talking stage or situ- whatever category you want to call it for the longest time. And then finally, a couple of weeks ago, we did, we did, we did decide like, Hey, let's, we're going to give this a shot as a relationship and see what happens. How did that conversation go? Well, it was kind of more of a forced conversation, honestly. <laughs> it was more like she asked me, are we official? Are we doing this or not? I was like, yeah, we, we are. <laughs> uh, because I, I kind of, once again, just kind of either rejected it or didn't really give it a lot of, give it an answer for the longest time. Uh, and some backstory that my mom passed earlier in the year. So that was another reason I was like, I feel like I'm bringing a lot of baggage to a relationship if I were to jump into one. And I know what I did previously when my dad passed. I want to kind of make sure I'm in a good place before I jump into one, um, which ended up being the right call because a few months after, like I just kind of not necessarily spiraled in a bad way, but I was very much in my own head and we were talking and it just wasn't going well for a few weeks because of how in a bad space I was. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know in the relationship conversation, just mainly she just asked like, what are we now? I was like, yeah, we're, we're in a relationship. <laughs> was it scary for you to kind of decide like, yeah, we're going to do this or were you like, no, this feels right. Let's really try it. On all honesty, there's the, it feels right. Like, let's try it. But it was more on the scary side just because and some of that lingers from like, you've already, you've been divorced before. You thought you found love then. Uh, So who knows what would happen. So I think it was more on the scary side for me, honestly. I don't know if that's good or bad. It just, it just is what it was. Like, this would be my next relationship. Uh, There's excitement there. And she's a great person, but it was just still, it's still scary. Yeah. No, I think that makes total sense. And I don't think it's like a bad thing in any way. It just shows like, this is a big deal and it's something that's important to you, but it's also something that you feel excited about. You feel like, yeah, I do want, like after all of these other people who you were afraid to reject, but you knew you didn't want something with them. You you did find somebody who you're like, yeah, I want to explore this. I want to see where it can go. Yeah. But it is scary. It's so scary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you're doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> I'm so sorry about your mom. What, like how, I'm curious if, if you processed this differently than maybe you processed the loss of your dad since you said like you knew that you didn't process that well. Mm. Yeah, I, um, I, I definitely did. So I got into therapy earlier, so I already had a healthier outlet there. Uh, I leaned and I was more open with my friends, like talking about it when they would check in previously, they'd be like, Hey man, are you okay? I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. And then I would still go out with them or I'd still go to dinners and be my social outgoing self. But deep down, I felt like crap. Uh, to now with my mom, they're like, Hey, are you okay? I'd be like, no, nah, like today sucks. This, this is a really hard day. Um, someone's this happened today and I wish I could have told her. Uh, so I was kind of proactive, but it's still like, you never know how you're going to react to certain things. And 
there would be weeks or days or times where it was really hard and I kind of isolated or tried to push people away. That's my, one of my biggest things um, is like just pushing people away when I am feeling like that. So that did actually still happen with my mom. There are other like failed talking stages or whatever. And I'd like literally was like, Hey, I, I, and I pushed them away. So. Did you explain, like, did they know what happened mm-hmm. or were you just like, just checking out and kind of like, hey, I can't do this right now? A little bit of both. A lot of people kind of knew. And then some, I just completely just started ghosting uh, because I did not feel like responding to anyone at certain points of the time. Uh, so it was a mix of both. It's so tough. It really is like, I always try and have the mindset of you never know what's going on in someone else's life. Like even like I, I, my whole life, like my dad will yell like asshole when like someone cuts him off. I'm like, well, maybe like, maybe they're speeding to the hospital because something horrible happened. Like we have literally no idea. Yeah. And I just, I feel like with every interaction you have with anyone, just you got to see like, we're all human and we're all going through so much. And there's probably a lot that someone's going through that you don't know about. And it's not to say they have to tell you because they absolutely do not. But, you know, people are not intently malicious or trying to hurt other people. Yeah. Everyone's just got their own shit they're going through. I know, but you always, you always know what you're going through. And that's what I was saying. I also felt like I couldn't bring what I was going through to a relationship. And then I learned like if people know your story and they're, honestly telling you like, Hey, that doesn't bother me. Like I would still want to be with you. I still want to like progress this and you have to trust them for what they're saying. You can't decide for them if it's too much or not. And that took me a long time to, to like actually trust someone. Yeah. And, and I'm sure it's also a great sign of like, wow, like I felt really good opening up to this person or they were able to comfort me in a way I didn't know I needed to be comforted. And that's really beautiful to experience. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, I'm happy that you found someone who you're excited about yeah. and I'm sure you've had some really tough moments along the way. Um, but it sounds like this is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to, can't wait to get updates on this. Yeah, I'll give you some. Um, there are a couple of topics now with this one, just previously people just want to get your own opinion. If like one of their friends doesn't like you. Hmm. How do you like just your thoughts on that? And another one, I actually did a TikTok on it. Like if their ex who's actively trying to win them back and they won't like tell them off, block them, whatever, like thoughts on that one as well. Do you know why the friend doesn't like the, the hypothetical you is actually you? Yeah, yeah right? it was me. But, Great. This is you. Um, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, this is why another one didn't work. Uh, I really don't remember why. One, I think it was because of my relationship with my ex. And I can't remember the other. There was another reason why too, though. But I don't know. It's tough. You want, obviously, you want your partner, potential partner's friends to love you and to like encourage them to be with you. At the same time, like that girl probably didn't care that much what her friend said. I think when we're really excited about somebody, if someone sees something that they don't like, like we kind of try and say like, okay, well, I'm, this is going well, like stay away, don't ruin this. I think in that situation though, if it is somebody that you really do see a future with and, and or are in a relationship with, 
you got to just have those hard conversations and try and get as much insight into the, to the why as you can and yeah. see if that friend, like, if, are they open to actually sitting down with you, going for a walk with you, grabbing a cup of coffee with you? If anything, like it just shows you really do care about the person that you are trying to date. And hopefully they see that and they can respect that and be open to getting to know you. Okay. I think I've been in that situation where I was definitely very, I wasn't the biggest fan of, of a friend's new partner. Yeah. And I, it was really hard for me to do, but I voiced that. And we had a lot of long conversations about it, my friends and I, and I know I wasn't the only one who said something and she was willing to have conversations with anyone about it. He was willing to have conversations with anyone about it. And just because we were open about it, everyone was able to work through it and they're married now. And so he's so wonderful. And sometimes people just give off an impression that rubs someone the wrong way. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. It doesn't mean they're a bad potential partner, but it's really, you got to all just communicate about it. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Okay. And the second scenario, X is trying to get back with them and they, Ugh. Did they give a reason for not? Hi, Barkley. Oh my god! Yeah. Did they give a reason for not wanting to block them or uh, cut them this, off? This is another one I can't really remember. Um, they they just didn't feel the need, I think, or they weren't responding, so they thought that was good enough. Or I, I don't know. I think if you can really trust them, that they have absolutely zero interest in this person. Sometimes people don't want to like if their ex is in a really fragile state or whatever, like they don't want to be the reason that they're even more hurt if they get blocked. Are they going to try and communicate another way? You know, anything can really happen. So I think as long as you can trust that person, similarly to, you know, your ex-wife isn't trying to get back with you, but you guys are in that constant or communicative state, your friends, it's like someone's got to trust you. And so you got to trust them that like, this they're not answering they have no interest in engaging with their ex but they also don't want to rock the boat even more by blocking them or deleting them etc cetera, etc cetera. it's all communication yeah it is communication's huge that's I that that, obviously i also learned dating most recently like dating uh going on dates trying to be in a relationship like i learned how much of an overthinker i am and it's almost like not necessarily crippling, but it's, there's a lot there. Like I overthink for my own well-being. I overthink for their well-being. I'm like, what do they like? They should, yeah, it's, it gets bad at times. It's crazy. Like the side of you that gets unlocked when you enter the dating world. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, holy shit. I did not know that there was that much anxiety yeah. inside of me. <laughs> it's so much. I was like, where was, where's this been at? Right? Like, can it go back to where it came from? Because it is not welcome here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's tough out there. Okay. Before I let you go, two final questions for you. Number one, my favorite question to ask. What is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received or have to give? Hmm. Uh that I've received coming, especially coming out of my uh, situation um, is just honesty and transparent communication. You just hit on the communication piece, but the, it's so 
it helps those who overthink uh, and it helps you kind of communicate where you are and whatever stage it is, how you're feeling. Uh, I think the communication and you, just you being you, because if you fake or try to impress somebody in that first date, then that's the person you're going to have to be in the second, third, et cetera. And then when you do actually are yourself, it's like, who is this person? Uh, we all try to impress someone or act like we're not. And then that's actually detrimental long-term. So that, that was, that's you. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that is like, you can't play games. You can't pretend you're way chiller than you are. That something's not bothering you. If it's actually keeping you up at night, like mm-hmm. that you're literally manipulating somebody into liking you, but it's not even you. And it's, so much better to feel like, wow, this person likes me for me. Yeah. What a concept. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't agree more. I love that so much. And you, you said it so well. Uh, the other one is the texting. I didn't realize how many games there are with people texting and texting back. Like you're, you do a lot of good advice on it, but it's a real thing. And I've watched, I've talked to other like girls who are my friends and they do it. Like they're like, no, nah, I'll text them back in like three hours. And, so, and I don't know why people do that. Uh. <laughs> because again, they, they think it makes them more desirable. They think it makes them harder to get, which is going to make them be more wanted. But what people want is a connection. Mm-hmm. And what people want is to feel like they don't have to play these games and, and question, Oh, are they playing hard to get? Or are they just a horrible texter and actually hard to get? Yeah. Cause that, that makes you at some point wonder, is this even worth my time? Like, are they just actually not interested in me? Right. And there are so many misconnections because of that. Mm-hmm. No, I get, I get so stressed when I think of how stressed I was <laughs> with texting uh-huh. because I would try and just be myself, but then I'm like, well, everyone else is playing all these games. So am I going to look to, aggressive if i just respond when i see attacks yeah i know mm-hmm. yeah. um <laughs> this has been so wonderful scott thank you so much for being here where can everybody find you uh so on instagram it's scott erickson 31 and then tiktok it's just the scott erickson so amazing and i have all that linked in the show notes and in the captions on instagram and tiktok you guys follow scott seriously he is such a great follow so much amazing content and hopefully we'll get some relationship updates as it goes. Yeah. I want to thank you so much again for having me on this episode. It was, it was awesome to catch up with you and glad we could finally do this. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own dating horror stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy.
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. 